I just turned 25 and before my birthday, I started thinking about what I have accomplished in my life so far and what I'd want to accomplish next. To help me determine what I want for the next 10 years of my life, I asked a few people that I admire to write letters to their younger selves to see if I can learn from them. This is how it went. Hey guys, and welcome to A Letter to My Younger Self, a podcast that encourages you to work hard, have good intentions, and most importantly, to trust the process. I started this podcast so that I could mainly hear stories from people, from angles that you've not necessarily had them from before, because a lot of like the celebrities that we have locally, you guys have had their stories of their way to fame, but no one ever really asks the deeper questions of their childhood. Also, I thought that it could be a learning platform where we can learn from people's past mistakes and, you know, just do better in life. From the podcast, you can expect to hear stories that you have definitely not heard before. Um, you can expect to feel uplifted if you're feeling down. You can also expect to basically discover that the points in time where you feel confused and alone, you're not the only one who goes through it and people have been there, done that, and they overcame. In the letter that I wrote, I, I wrote it to my 17-year-old self. Um, I actually have written my letter twice. The first time I wrote it was last year as I was turning 24. And then this year I discovered there's a few more things that I'd want to add in there. It was really a process because I was from having a celebration drink. So, you know, first of all, I was at home in my fields playing Adele because at that age is when Adele really, really hit. So you can imagine all the feels that were there while the, eh, the, letter, while the letter was being written. But yeah, I think it was very emotional and you go through this whole journey of thinking of yourself at that age. Yeah, like someone once said, it's like therapy. <laughs> the name Wababes came from these two guys, Francis and uh, Manolo who I'm sure are definitely watching this vlog. <laughs> Manolo is an artist, a gospel artist, and I met Francis through Manolo. We used to be, okay, no, we used to be friends, is sounds like Tulikosana and now we no longer talk, but really it's just time and we grew apart. So yeah, that's where it came up. Jokingly, there was Wabi and Wababes, and Wababes is the one that just stuck. Um, I think a lot of people who watch YouTubers think that we're pretty outgoing, very loud, always want to talk to everyone. But really, I feel like it's the opposite thing because when I'm filming for my YouTube channel, it's usually just me and the camera, no audience. I mean, now with the podcast, <laughs> unfortunately, I have an audience, but um, we're very, a lot of the YouTubers I've met are very introverted. So you see that thing where they tell you the bug is more scared of you than you are of them. <laughs> Please interpret it the same way. When you guys are scared to say hi, hi to us, we are probably more terrified of you than you are of us. <laughs> when I meet new people, I don't know, it's not necessarily that human, okay, no, that's a lie, human beings are scary, but um, it's more of, I don't know, I actually don't know what exactly is that terrifying about human beings, but I guess, uh, first, I'd like to watch and observe and see how people act. And then that's when I can gauge 
how much of myself I want to give out to you at, at the moment. So I guess it's that initial part where I'm laid back, relaxed, observing that might come out as if um, I'm a bit beachy. When I meet new people most of the time and actually didn't realize this until my friend Foy pointed it out. So if we walk into a room and there's a bunch of people, I will probably sit at the farthest end, close to no one, <laughs> in silence, say nothing for the first few minutes until someone talks to me. But yeah, once I'm warmed up and I get comfortable, then now you can't get me to keep quiet. So yeah. Um, when it comes to the six partners in crime, I feel like it's people who you've definitely seen around my vlogs. So anyone who you've seen around my vlogs hanging out, they are definitely not more than six. So going back to 18, 17 year old Wabosha, around this time actually was 18 because I feel like it started about my 18th birthday. Like I mentioned, I used to be locked up a lot in the house. I mean, they expected me to go just half IV and nowhere further. I didn't even know how to jab at the time so really where am I going without my parents dropping me off anyway so I think it came the point where my friends are doing all these fun things and I was never allowed to do so I mean I know mom and dad you're watching this so I, I used to lie <laughs> I used to just lie and go where I was going and come back um would not recommend because a couple of times of course like there's this one story oh lord <laughs> I lied, I was coming from town and the matatu broke down and we got a flat tire and that's why I wasn't home in time. And then the next day, my dad is like, oh, you are coming from town. Why did the matatu break down? So we're on the road and I'm like, yeah, the matatu broke down here. And he's like, matatu za town apa. So it was a whole mess. So basically, I think that's, that's a slight rebellious phase that I had. So during this phase, I feel like my brother was getting a lot more freedom than I was at the time. I mean, you could say it's because I'm a girl, I'm the firstborn. Firstborns, we always bear that cross of everything tough. And then suddenly when the secondborn arrives, the noose is not as tight. So basically, he just, he got away with a lot more. He got away with going out at an earlier age than I did. Definitely do not think it's fair. But I mean, in the society that we live in, as a girl, you just end up being guarded more than the boy child. Uh, I feel like to some extent it's necessary because personally, even if I had a daughter today, there's all these things that can happen. I mean, it's, it's reality when a man is walking down the road, the things that they're worried about are so different compared to what a woman is worried about walking down the road. So you really, you can't blame parents for being like, more things can happen to you than can happen to him. When I talk about my parents being more chill now, it's basically just, I guess also I'm old. I mean, at 25, <laughs> so at this point, it's basically just as long as you're safe, they know where you are. Yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> From the rebellious phase, I learned not to lie <laughs> that was my my biggest lesson from it and also it's i learned that your parents will always be there for you no matter what so like even until now if anything goes wrong with my brother i'm just like you know what just tell mom and dad at the end of the day you're their children 
and they cannot abandon you. At around 17 years old, I definitely had no idea what I wanted to do. I was 17 at form 4. All I knew is I just didn't want to wake up early. So I used to tell my mom, "Eh, hey, whatever job I get, I want them to at least let me get to the office at 9." <laughs> my mom was like, hmm, "Unless you work for yourself, I'm not seeing any office that will let you come to work at 9." And of course, at that point, she was only thinking of the traditional lawyer, doctor, engineer <laughs> jobs that people report at 8. So I think at 17, I was definitely imagining an office job because i wasn't seeing any other option but an office job that would let me wake up late the role that i'm talking about in my letter i've actually told this story a couple of times if you're an og subscriber you've definitely had it but this was right after high school when i joined a theater group we used to sing act and dance and we were doing an african um musical i think it was called alkebulan i remember it was a sunday and we were told everyone come in be audition for your parts so we go in we are all auditioning and it got to my turn we were like i think five altos and they wanted to reduce them to like three so the director tumbo shout out to you tumbo catchol kadmen who was like i want you to do something else i don't want you to do the singing part i want you to do makeup for the team and as long as this guy I'm like you want me to do makeup for the team at that time I only owned mascara liner and it didn't make sense to me but now it kind of does in a weird way because I'm like sometimes when you're meant to pursue a certain journey god really just finds a way to force it to happen because tumbo himself I don't think he even knows about makeup. So for him to be like, "No, you, I feel like you can do makeup for the team." And yeah, basically that led to makeup school, led to YouTube, led to everything that is right now. During this time actually because I joined the theater group right after Form 4, so that is 2014 and then right afterwards I joined University of Nairobi to do mechanical engineering. So I was doing the theater group plus engineering at the same time and then after, a bit after that around second year is when I stopped doing the theater and got to being like the official makeup artist of the theater group and yeah I can actually remember when I posted my very first video on YouTube and my classmates could not believe it you know they're here doing engineering and they said hi welcome to my channel <laughs> so it was really unbelievable they supported me they played the video over and over again yeah it was it was cool vibes I'm actually get asked a lot about how I ended up doing engineering and like I said I really did not know what exactly I wanted to do so after that a came <laughs> um I was told yeah now you can pick what you want to do I actually said engineering as a joke one day and my mom was like hi you're not kakwa mechanic <laughs> and I was like engineer is not a mechanic you know so basically it's almost like i took it as a challenge accepted thing and did mechanical engineering was a struggle <laughs> definitely see mechanic but we did it when it came to doing youtube at the same time 
studying engineering i feel like my parents have just always been supportive about it actually for my 19th birthday was it 19th or 2019th i think my dad bought me my first lights uh my mom shares my videos by the way if you quiz my mom on any of my videos i think she watches a video at least three times i even find her watching old videos from kitambo so my parents have always been really really supportive of everything but i think secretly my mom was just always hoping that it was a hobby that would die down and afterwards I do engineering so up until now she still comes to me and she's like guy my daughter you don't want to go and do engineering <laughs> so yeah that that's the situation right now now that i've finished school and the degree is literally at a gender degree let's even start from there but um i think my mom every single day she just comes to my room and makes sure um sis <laughs> are you sure this is the route you want to take my dad is pretty flexible supportive as long as you're making the money doesn't matter how it's being made i think they are proud of me because of the amount of times they share their videos with their friends and stuff so i definitely say that they are proud of me or at least i hope they are <laughs> i myself sometimes have doubts that i might not be on the right path when it comes to content creation because it's a very unstable month we have months that are really really good and months that are really really down and also another thing is <laughs> my mom and aunties are always telling me will you be an old shosho <laughs> still with a channel and endorsing products and i was like well i mean oprah is still old and she's still in fashion and i'm sure i'd still endorsing stuff so I mean I guess the doubts come from once um with family and there's rent to be paid the school fees to be paid is it actually sustainable or is it sustainable now that I am at home with basically no bills apart from hair and nails <laughs> when it comes to love or rather what 17 year old Maxine thought was love um let's just say there was a boy a handsome one because they are, they have to be handsome come on please and yeah i mean i guess I, i don't know i wouldn't even really say that it was love i think we were just really really close i think at the time what made me feel like that was love is basically the fact that i had this one human being who i could trust with like all my secrets who also really knew me well you know someone who knows oh she's down let me do this and that for her also you know once you have someone's mix at that time we used to have the tiny ipods and you, someone would give you all their music and you'd put it in there and also i guess it's the first time that i actually found myself considering another human being you know like oh I have this to eat let me pack a bit extra for this other person as well so yeah, I think that that is what made me feel as if it was love <laughs> it stopped feeling like love when we left when we left school <laughs> did anyone leave high school with their high school sweetheart please do comment and let me know so elisha twivo after utoto elisha then we grew up and went our separate ways that was their fast best friend 
that I talked about in the second one was in uni. And that, oh, that one, this is very strange because I know that him and his mother are probably watching this video. But then, um, yeah, I mean, it it just started, we were really, really good friends. Always fun, always good vibes, banter, laughter, literally all the time. So yeah, that that was the second best friend. I'd say that that ended in premium tears because in as basically the same the same thing that I said earlier in that you have this one person that you two know each other pretty well it can also be used the other way around so you know what makes this person really happy you know what makes them really sad as well so then this also ends up being used against each other like during arguments and so you end up also really hurting each other a lot and so it just reached a place that yeah it it just did not work i wouldn't really say we are friends with these guys um but th there's no bad blood we're good we're chill you can leave us in the same room and we will not kill each other but i wouldn't call us friends right now i'm 24 still living in my parents house because i feel like one of the best advice that i got is if you can stay at home all your expenses are being catered for then all the money i'm earning is going into savings and investments and i feel like sifkuzi we're at good terms with my parents so then instead of going and just piling up more expenses i'd rather use that money for other things to build my business as well. When I think of Wabwasha in the future, we definitely hope to have this podcast, you know, international, um, maybe even on TV, on radio stations, somewhere big. Um, I still hope to give my YouTube channel because content creation, I feel like it's something that I do. It's my hobby. It's my fun thing to do with free time. So I hope to also still continue with that. I hope Bosch Trip will be huge. I'll have like a physical store, you know, like a whole, a mini mini so, but for accessories and bags. And yeah, when it comes to love, hopefully children and a husband in the next couple of years. And yeah, that's the only thing I can think of when it comes to future Wabosha. This podcast for this season, you guys are going to meet a bunch of wonderful men and women who are going to share their stories with you guys. And the one interesting thing that we've been doing in the podcast is leaving ourselves or rather our future selves messages. So it's sort of like a time capsule. And hopefully in 10 years, I'll be 35, almost 25 um, we'll have a huge listening party and we'll call everyone and tell them that we have a message for them. So I think there's no way I can call in all these people, give them messages and leave myself out. So 34-year-old Maxine, this message is for you. I hope that you are happy. 34, wow, that's old. Um, <laughs> I hope you're making shmoney. I hope you're happy. I think I said that, but... No, I think that's the most important thing for me. I hope you're happy. I hope you figured out most of life. I hope you are with children because I know you really love children. So maybe maybe one child um, living in a nice home, finally moved out of house, of home, hopefully. And yeah, big, big Bosch drip store. 
Yeah, and even if you will have not accomplished all these things, do not feel some type of way when you see this video because I know you're very capable of doing that. Just keep working towards it. So that is basically it for this episode, episode one of A Letter to My Younger Self. For the future episodes, I hope you guys feel inspired to trust um, your process. I will look forward to seeing you guys on the next episodes. Bye, guys.